Hello and welcome to the King's Spotlight on Sustainability podcast. In this podcast, we're shining a light on all things sustainability. We want to get you thinking about some of the challenges we face surrounding climate change and the natural world, whilst highlighting some of the innovative solutions happening at King's and beyond. Hello, I'm your host, Emily Reid, a PhD student here at King's. And for this series of the podcast, we're very lucky to be joined by our student co-host, Abigail. Hi, my name is Abigail Oyadele and I'm a recent graduate from King's College London, where I studied global health and social medicine. I co-founded a community organising society during my second year called Kings for Change. We ran various campaigns, including some on aspects of sustainability and climate in London. This series of the Spotlight on Sustainability podcast will explore how students and staff at King's are building a sustainable community and how you can get involved. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the King's Climate Action Network, which is an open interdisciplinary forum that supports King's commitment to be net zero carbon by 2025. We are very lucky to be joined by Maria Robanza, a sustainability officer here at King's. Just a heads up, this episode was recorded a while ago before Abby joined us, so you won't be hearing her today. Also, excitingly, some of the strategies that Maria mentions have already been implemented, like the Keats Sustainability Module. Make sure to check these out in the show notes. Let's start this first segment by talking to Maria about what the Climate Action Network is, what it aims to do, and why engaging with staff and students in this way is so important. Uh, yes, so my name is Maria Rabanzer. I'm a sustainability officer at King's College London, and I've been part of the sustainability team for about five years. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for joining us. We're really excited to talk to you. I'd love to hear a bit about what is the King's Climate Action Network. So the King's Climate Action Network is an open interdisciplinary network. Um, It's open to all students and staff at King's regardless of their department or the faculty, the discipline or the level of study. The aim of the network is to co-create the King's Climate Action Strategy. Um, So we've had a net zero carbon target for a while. Um, But what we really wanted to do this year was to focus on creating a strategy on how we reach that and the network is a way for us to really involve students and staff in that decision. Why is it important to get students and staff members engaged with the King's strategy to reaching net zero carbon? I think it's because we know that our students and staff are hugely passionate about sustainability and the climate emergency. Um, The original target, the net zero carbon target, was set because of student campaigning. So it did feel right to really um, kind of include students in that decision and in the, uh, the process of creating the strategy. We also really wanted to make sure that the strategy really reflects the, the, kind of the ambitions of, and the passions of the King's community. So yeah, it really made sense for us to involve students and staff and really ask them what they would like to see King's doing to reach net zero. As you say, it's, it's students and staff are so important and so passionate about sustainability and I assume have had some good ideas and input. Could you talk about maybe some of the things that have been implemented by um, the Climate Action Network? I think a lot, of the, a lot of the things that we've been discussing aren't quite an implementation stage yet, but we've had lots and lots of really good ideas. I think one of the groups that I really want to highlight in that was our students in education group. Um, and they basically said that they feel like there isn't enough education about climate change at King, so it's not accessible to all students. Um, and even staff said they would like to learn more too. So one of the things that that group did was really come up with a set of proposals on how they think Kings should be um, kind of educating students on climate change and what would be most effective. And that's things like embedding it into all the modules, making sure that 
um, all students have access to it, even if the faculty doesn't have a kind of a climate change module or um, any specific climate change research. And they're really looking at whether we could do something like a non-examined kids module and also embedding it into extracurricular activities. And the students in that group then actually did go on to present that to senior management and kind of get some feedback in that way. Um, and some of the proposals are being implemented now as part of the strategy. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, it's been really effective. Yeah, that sounds really effective in that you're you're managing to engage senior members of staff as well and that this this is having actual impacts on the future of education at King's. Yeah, and no, I think it's really important, as I said, to really involve students. It's it's their education after all. So it's really good to hear their voices about what they would like to learn about. Yeah, absolutely. So what what do you see as the kind of long-term impacts of the Climate Action Network? Do you think it will still be around when we've reached net zero? What, what, how will it change? I think it will definitely still be around. Um, I think the net zero by 2025 target is almost like the first step on our journey. Um, so we're going to have targets that go beyond that as well. So we're currently looking at things like the, our supply chain, which is a big part of our carbon emissions, but it's scope three, so it's not um, probably not going to be included in the target. But we're looking at how we can kind of work beyond 2025 and include it in our future carbon targets. Um, so yeah, we're going to continuously look at production and for the Climate Action Network, there's still lots of things to do. So we're hoping to include students and staff in the implementation of the strategy and carrying out actions and then the governance of kind of how climate change is managed at King's too. So yeah, we really hope that we can continue that the energy that we've got from the Climate Action Network in the long term. Yeah, no, it's great to hear that this is, it's, it's a long term thing. It's not just a, you know, a knee jerk reaction to a policy set by the government this is this is a community that's being built that will have long-term impacts and become hopefully like a part of the structure of the university yeah definitely we do hope so um yeah it is really about kind of getting the whole community together around it yeah so what what have some of the challenges been so far that, that the climate action network has faced um i think probably the biggest challenge has been just the current circumstances and when we originally set out um, to, to start the network and to um, kind of start building that community, we had hoped that we would, at least in the second term, be able to do some face-to-face -face meetings. Well, of course, we haven't been able to do that at all this year. So it's been probably a bit of a challenge to really build a community online and to build up that trust and to kind of really add a community feeling between the members. Um, other, on the other hand, it has also been an opportunity in some ways because it has made the meetings more accessible more accessible um so for previous sustainability events it was sometimes a bit difficult to choose a campus and it was a bit more difficult to essentially for the whole king's community to get to the meetings so that has been quite helpful but yeah it was still a challenge i think yeah yeah and how do you think the climate action network at king's fits into the broader response of universities to the climate emergency do you think it kind of sets a model or a precedent that other universities could use and adapt or is it something that you kind of saw happening at another university and were inspired by um i don't think there were many other universities that did it in quite the same model i think a lot of uk universities are at that stage that we are at now with um kind of having set a net zero target and now they need to figure out a way to essentially come up with a strategy um, I think we do hope that other universities will choose this kind of path too. So alongside this, we're working on 
um, a methodology document that we can then share with the wider sector and with the public to basically help them and kind of show show them how we did it and how we came up with the strategy and what we learned along the way so they can learn from us too. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely the way forward. We see it around the country with climate assemblies and various councils doing those as well. Um, yeah, I think it's really the, kind of the way forward to ask communities about what, they, what action they want to see. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, no, it's so important to engage the people who it's going to have the most impact on and who are you know the most passionate about the subject and it's great to hear that king's is you know perhaps leading the front on this and and setting a model that could be useful for other universities that's really inspiring to hear um so how is is the climate action network is the climate action network sorry involving communities or groups outside of King's or is it very King's focused? At the moment I think it's more King's focused but we do have plans to eventually widen and broaden it out a bit more. Um, one of our groups is specifically looking at community and engagement and the idea for that is to really um, think about how King's can have an impact in a local community. So um, I mean, part of the King's strategic vision 2029 is also about being a civic university at the heart of London so we're also looking at that part um, so that in that might include things like listening campaigns with the local communities to see how we can help them on their journey um, on their journey towards net zero. We've been involved with, um, for example, with Lambeth and their climate assembly. Um, so we've kind of been involved um, with that, and we really hope yeah we can work with a lot of communities as well. Perfect, yeah, because it is important, isn't it, to make sure, because King's is obviously a bit of a bubble and it's great to, to remember that we're part of, you know, the community of this borough or of London. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's really exciting to hear about those potential branching out into community, into different communities. What would you say to staff or student members who are interested in... King's response to the climate emergency and but aren't really sure how to get involved? Um, the best way is probably to still sign up to the King's CAN so everybody can still sign up on the King's website um, to the King's Climate Action Network and we are planning to continue it as I said we hope that it is going to be a long-term thing and it's going to look a little bit different next year to what it was this year because of course we've kind of got most of the recommendations now but we're now moving really towards the implementation of the governance side of the strategy there's still like lots of ways to get involved both in the kind of the wider strategy and also in the specific subgroups that we're looking at um, kind of different topics um, we also have regular catch-ups for that are open to everyone so that's open for anyone in the king's can if they've signed up to our team's page um, but we'll also hopefully be sharing them in our newsletters and they're just a monthly meeting where we update on what's happening with the strategy what are the ways to get involved what are the next steps that we are taking and it's really for us all about transparency and really sharing that progress as well. So yeah, there's definitely lots of ways to still get involved. Absolutely, yeah. And and there doesn't have to be, there are different levels of commitment, aren't there, as well? You don't have to kind of, you know, be the person always leading the charge. You can come up to these meetings and still have your voice heard. Um, and I think the other thing I didn't mention or we forgot to bring up was that the Climate Action Network is broken down into subgroups, am I right? Uh, yeah, so it's looking at seven different topics. Um, and it's all framed around a climate framework for higher education institutions um, based in Sweden. So we took their model, which was 14 key impact areas, and we broke them into seven thematic subgroups for kings. Um, so we have the ones that are more traditionally associated with net zero strategies, like zero carbon estate, procurement, um, 
transport and things like that and travel. Um, but we're also really looking at the ways that we can make a positive impact. So it's not just about reducing a negative impact, but it's really about kind of looking at what a university really does at its, co at its core um, kind of activities and how we can maximize a positive impact. Um, so we have a group looking at students in education, we have a group looking at community engagement, we have research, responsible investment. Um, so yeah, it's really kind of lots of different areas to get involved if people have a specific interest in climate, different areas of climate change. Absolutely, yeah. So it, it's great because it can appeal to lots of different people with different interests and different aspects of climate change. And as you've said, which I think is a really important thing to reiterate, is that it's about having a positive response as well. It's not all about let's cut down this, let's reduce that, let's not do this. It can also be about how can we make positive changes out of this opportunity? How can we see this as an opportunity for positive change? Um, which I think the Climate Action Network is doing really well through its student engagement groups, its education groups, its community outreach groups. So that's really exciting. Thank you. It is very important to also look at the positives. The more people can hear about CAN, I think the better, because it's the opportunity for people to, to get involved with the actual planning and the strategy, which I think is, is really important. So thank you. That's what we are trying to kind of bring across. That this is really an opportunity to really shape King's strategy, that it's not just kind of um, us saying that we want opinions. No, we, we really take it into account and the whole strategy is being built on what the CAN recommended. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, these are, you know, we're the people who it's it's impacting and and we're the people who should have our voices heard on that. So it's it's a really smart way of doing it. Great, thank you so much for your time. Um, it's been really lovely to chat to you. That's okay, thank you. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode and any other ways that you have taken action to commit to net zero carbon. Get in touch on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or contact the sustainability team via email. Thanks for listening.